You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. Hey guys, it's Gabe from Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I'm chatting with Trevor Phipps from Unearth. Hey Trevor, I was lucky enough to go on tour with you guys last week for five days. Thank you so much for letting me go on my first tour. Most 10-year-olds never get to do that. It was so much fun. Okay, let's talk about your band. For those who don't know, what are you doing on Earth? Uh, I'm the singer of, of the band Unearth. And you were you and your mom are great on tour. Thank you for joining us. And um, we, we had a great time. I'll see you guys mad ball and uh, on death. It was a good time. Yeah, that was really fun. Okay, so my favorite Unearth song is Zombie Autopilot. What about yours? My favorite Unearth song is This Lying World. Uh, ever since we introduced that song into the set in 2004, it has never left the set. Uh, it's a band favorite to play. It's a crowd favorite to hear. Uh, it's never been a video, which is pretty cool. It just kind of it just kind of organically became a crowd favorite. And even crowds that that might not know us that well, like a festival crowd for a festival we've played before, um, they all seem to react very well to it. So it's got all the elements of uh, what on earth brings to the table musically and uh, vocally. Yeah, that's a real. Yeah, I really like that song. Um, there's a really good part in it. I'm pretty sure it's in that song. Um, it goes like, oh, break down. I really, is that the one in this line? Okay. Yeah. I really like that part. Yeah. People seem to like that. It's fun. Yeah. So what is your favorite place you've toured in and what's the most obscure place you've toured in? Uh, I've got a lot of favorite places. Uh, I really enjoy going to Australia. Um, I'm really enamored with that place. All the major cities are on the coastline. Uh, great food. Uh, the wild wildlife is wild, wildly different. Um, there's casinos in almost every city, which is fun. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a really cool place to go. Um, I also really like Japan quite a bit. Um, it's the most unique place I've been on the planet. Um, parts of it are like a, a future world, and other parts are very ancient, um, and kind of everything in between. Um, I really enjoy going to Europe. They've always treated us very well there. And as far as obscure places. Uh, I can't really say we've been to many very um, obscure places, but we have been to some less traveled countries for metal and hardcore bands like Singapore, uh, Philippines. Uh, we've been in Indonesia four times, which is, which is a wild trip for us. Uh, nice. I really like going to uh, Southeast Asia. If you guys have played anywhere in Africa, that's most that's probably the most obscure. Oh, we did. We did. We did play uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, oh okay so that might I know be on the tour we were talking about sticky guns play kenya and bands that are yeah first ever music don't and play Nairobi. Play there. that's well first american honor, must have been. that's Not... really cool yeah Playing the fame there because that's pretty far away i wonder like it it's really cool that like uh that like people from there are into that kind of music yeah, I think people worldwide just like good music. I don't think yeah. genres don't taste. matter as much as the, as they used to. You know, you, you can like any style of music. This music is on on the internet. So if you if you, if you find that you like a beat or a song or a riff or a vocal line or a melody, I mean, a song, a good song is a good song, right? It doesn't have to be a yeah. certain genre. So, um, do you have any crazy tour stories that are, of course, appropriate for a ten year old? I do. I have one silly one. Uh, we were on tour in Southeast Asia, and we were in uh, we we're in Malaysia, 
and I was sharing a room with our bassist, Chris, Chris O'Toole. And uh, I didn't know this particular thing about him until I found out kind of the hard way. Uh, he was brushing his teeth with my toothbrush. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I'm brushing my teeth. I'm like, that's my toothbrush. He's like, no, it's not, it's mine. And mine was clearly red and his clearly purple. I'm like, dude, that's a red toothbrush. Yours is over here, your purple one. He goes, oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm colorblind. So we had the same style of toothbrush, same brand. But so he was using my toothbrush. I was pretty grossed out by it. Um, another cra crazy tour story was, uh, I think it was three years ago now, we were on tour uh, with Soulfly on the West Coast. And we played Portland, Oregon. It was in February, too. So the, the, it was winter. And we had to go to Sacramento the next day. But there was a blizzard coming up the coast. So yeah. we left. We left at like four in the morning to try to avoid this blizzard. Um, and we missed the main part of it but when we got to the highway to get further down the highway was closed so gps took us an a roundabout way so gps was taking us the wrong way it took us through these kind of mountainous roads through these small towns and eventually we got stuck in about two and a half feet of snow and we could not move luckily a bunch of locals in the area um because we're, we're deep in the country they had tractors that could come over the snow and pull us safely. We had to get pulled and like towed three separate times. But the first people, we were, we were so far out, out of town. First people said, hey, a few years ago, a family did the same thing because of GPS during a storm. And they end up further down the road when there's no houses. And they were stuck with no, with no homes in sight. And they were there for a few days. And the, and the dad went out to walk to find help eventually. And he ended up uh, passing away from hypothermia. Luckily, we didn't get as far as he did. Um, and all we had in the, in the van was uh, was donuts and whiskey. We had no water, nothing. So we didn't think we'd get stuck like that. So it was, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was kind of a rough 10 hours, but uh, that was a wild time. Wow. That's very scary. Um, also, um, with the toothbrush thing, uh, what member was it? Chris, bass. Oh, the bass player? The British guy. Yep. I didn't know he was colorblind, but cool. Well, yeah, mostly cool. mostly reds and greens. He says, reds, uh, greens, and blues. He has a tough time telling apart. I think. Oh, uh, so uh, what was your first concert, and how old were you? I was thirteen. Uh, my dad took uh, my best friend and my girlfriend at the time to see a concert called The Clash mm -hmm. of the Titans, and it was uh, that the three headlining bands would rotate, and the night that they played near Boston, where I I, I grew up. Um, was Anthrax, and then before them was Slayer, before them was Megadeth, and uh, Alice in Chains opened up, and no one knew Alice in Chains really at the time, um, so there's, I think there was 8,000 or 10,000 people there, and there's one guy during Alice in Chains that was headbanging, and everyone else was sitting down, um, but then they ended up being the biggest band out of all of them uh, for for a while. Um, yeah, that was that was a great first concert. Nice. Wait, so that's almost all the, that's all of the big four except for Metallica, right? Yep. Yep. Metallica was off doing their own thing. I think they were doing it around that same time. Um, I could be mistaken with the year, but they they were doing massive uh, stadium tours back then with like Guns N' Roses and stuff. So it was a little different size back then. Yeah. So um, what is the band you suggest other people go see play live? One of my favorite bands in the world to see is Terror. 
I think their frontman Scott Vogel is one of the best uh, hardcore frontmen of all time. Um, some of the younger bands are killing it right now too. Um, you can check out Knocked Loose, who are just completely throwing down and killing it right now. Um, and a band I haven't seen live yet, um, but I really enjoy the music and I've seen some videos on YouTube. It's a band called Spirit Adrift. Um, they're a bit more in the rock and roll spectrum of metal, but they're really good. Oh, nice. I'm going to see Terror in December. And um, it was like Red something. Redding, Pennsylvania, I think. Redding, yeah. That's cool. Um, cool. cool I think it's December 17th. It's like um, Wisdom and Chains is playing. Um, also uh, Agnostic Front and also Terror. So I don't really. Yeah. So that sounds like a wild me. show. What? It sounds like a wild show. Yeah, it's gonna Care, be really. It's gonna be careful really near fun. that pit. <laughs> so, what are a few of your major musical influences? Um. So growing up was all the classic rock like Credence and Steppenwolf and the Beatles, Rolling Stones. That's all stuff my dad uh, introduced to me as a kid. He would play around the house, and then. Uh, my best friend in elementary school, his older brother, showed us Iron Maiden. And after that, I just realized I love metal. Found thrash metal and really dug into that. And thrash, my favorite band for many years. Love Megadeth, Metallica. And, you know, I dipped into rock stuff like Faith and War quite a bit. I like Guns N' Roses a lot. Um, even Def Leppard. Um, Motley Crue. Um, then I found Death Metal, Pantera. Um, when, when they came out, they're... they're They'll probably be my forever favorite band, Pantera, because they had such an impact on me as a young kid. Um, then, you know, death metal, then, then and I found Earth Crisis, because at that time, there was so much glam metal, and there's a lot of, you know, guitar solos and kind of over-the-top, um, you know, glam-style metal that I was really craving, just really heavy and, and just harder. And Earth Crisis was it. They were playing crunchy riffs, and aggressive vocals but there were no you know fabulous guitar solos you know mudding up all the songs and i love a good guitar solo but at the time it seemed to get it was a bit overkill at the time um so that's when i i kind of found you know not kind of this one i really found hardcore and you start digging into different scenes and different bands and um love sick of it all uh, a local band that we have up here um should say local because they were international but they they really did well up here a band called sam black church and they were a huge influence on me. Um, still are. I still listen to them. And their singer, Jet, is a complete madman on the mic. And, um, so much fun to watch live. Nice. Okay, so now for some non-music-related questions. So where did you grow up, and do you still live there? Uh, I grew up in Massachusetts. I grew up near Boston, a town called Wigfield. Um, my folks still live there. Um, I do not. I live about an hour west of Boston right now. Um, but I've bounced all over the state. Um, I, I, I quite like Massachusetts. I like the weather. I like with four seasons. Um, yeah, I just love Massachusetts. But yeah. it's, it's near the ocean. Cool spot. I heard Delaware is nice, too. What? I heard Delaware is nice, too. Yeah, it is. Um, my aunt lives in Lynn. No kidding. Really? Did you tell yeah. Buzz that? Uh, I think I did. Then okay, because uh, that's where where Buzz is from originally. Yeah. So, what is your favorite type of food? I got a few different kinds. Um, 
the older I get, it's, it's tougher to find a favorite. Growing up, it was always barbecue chicken. Um, more lately, it's been more more of a, like a vegetarian style. Um, not not all the time, but um, there's not a lot of food I don't like. I would say the only food I don't like is black olives. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, um, our producer for our last couple of records, Will Putney, and he had the same affliction uh, with with olives as, as I did. But during the pandemic, he's like, he wanted to challenge, challenge himself to like olives. So he'd have a little bit of an olive every day. And he said after about a month, he started craving olives and liking olives. Mm. It seems to be a good mind trick. So maybe I'll try that one day. Because I'd, anything an olive touches, I, I then can't touch the I can't touch that food. So if you put an olive on a pizza or an olive on a salad, I dislike the taste of the olive so much, mostly black olives. But I can't, know, I can't even touch that food. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of olives. And so, I'll take it. But yeah. Some people love them. So maybe maybe I'll I'll train myself to like them. Maybe. So what was your favorite movie as a kid? Um Rocky II was has my, 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 my longest standing favorite movie. I remember being a kid. Um so I saw all the Rockies as a young kid, but I remember watching Rocky II and liking it the most just because it's more of the, the comeback story. Um not to ruin it for anyone, but he loses in part one. In part two, he trains really hard and wins. There's a whole dramatic story as a kid, and his wife goes in a coma. It's a what a wonderful story it is for a sports movie, for a boxing film. Um, and I would do the, I would do the training montage as a kid. So picture a seven-year-old me doing the training montages, the one-arm pull-ups, and I probably couldn't do them back then, but faking it and one-arm push-ups, and I was mimicking the whole thing, and I watched almost daily. Um, the movie's an an inspirational sports film. <laughs> I love it so much. Nice. Still do. I guess I'll check them what, out. What, what's I, yours? Um, well, the thing is, I don't watch many movies, but yeah, I mean, I do like Harry Potter. Those are pretty up. Those are pretty high on my list, but I just don't watch many movies. My kids uh, both love Harry Potter very much. And uh, yeah. we've seen all the films. My daughter's read all the books. Um, it's a great, great franchise. I, I would highly recommend watching them all and reading them all. It's, 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 it's a great, great story. Okay. So if you could transform into any type of animal for one day, which one would you choose and why? Um, I would choose an orca because uh, they do not have any natural predators besides mankind. And even then, we don't really hunt them. Um, yeah. You keep them captive sometimes in uh, in aquariums, uh, which we shouldn't do. Um, but also they 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 swim to great depths, um, and they such a, a beautiful living thing that that would be a that'd be a fun fun beast to be to experience the world in a different way, other yeah. than on dry ground. That'd be cool because uh, you'd be able to explore the depths of the ocean. Exactly. And like, and then have fun. Have fun. You you you'd be having your lunch on seals, and they play with their food, which, which seems pretty cruel. But that that is the animal world. Uh, it seems like a fun, a fun, fun, uh, fun beast to be. Yeah, it would be actually kind of fun to uh, hunt down uh, animals in the sea. I know that sounds a little cruel. If there's any vegans watching? Please don't unsubscribe. But <laughs> still, it, it you gotta admit it would be fun as an orca. Well, 
people, I think um, humans are intelligent to know that if they choose not to eat meat, they know they're they're doing that a maybe for uh, their own health and b because they they don't want all uh, their animals to die. Yeah. Um, but the natural world, there are animals that strictly eat only meat. So I think I think even vegans understand that. So I don't think they'll un, un, unsubscribe. Yeah. But us talking about orcas eating yeah. meat. So if you had a time machine, would you travel to the future or back to the past? Ah. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, you don't want to go in the past because then you might me mess something up, right? And then you yeah, might if not you be born. if you kick a rock, you you might not be born. <laughs> yeah, that is a theory, right? So I wouldn't want to go in the past. Um, yeah. Plus, you'd be tempted to change something um, anyway, in which would alter the course of of uh, the whole timeline of of everyone's life. Uh, I would shoot for maybe you know one or two hundred years in the future to see where mankind has come, as long as I could come back. So what I wouldn't want to leave friends and family in, in this this life I'm leading right now. But um I like to see what where technology goes when it's years past my expected expiration date to see what happens. Yeah. How about you? Um, what? How about you? How far would you go? Um, probably the future which because uh like you said, if you like um you could really change the future and that could be a bad idea. Exactly. So, yeah, probably the future. Also, um, Buzz inspired me to get a seven-string guitar, and it arrived today. Do you want to see it? I'd love to see it. Okay. So, big. Right, dang. That's nice color, too. Yeah. It was only, like, $250. So it's nice. in, uh, how do I fit this? Uh, it's an Ibanez Geo, so it's they're very good for kids. Oh, there's a guitar pick right there. Well done, man. I like it. Nice guitar. Anyway, anyway um, would you like to add anything before we end the podcast? Here's my guitar. Oh, nice. You want to do a guitar battle? Okay. <laughs> oh, it's out of tune. Thanks. Hear that? That's oh. So I, I, uh, sometimes I come up, this is my attic, the little studio room in the attic. I come up here and I sing. Nice. Sing folk, old man folk songs. Keep my voice warm. So, uh, thanks to Trevor for joining me today. And thanks to all of you for watching or listening. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow me on other streaming platforms. Until next week. Bye.